What's up, everybody? Hope you're doing well. Here we are, the Fulfill My Destiny podcast. I'm Pastor James Levesque. In the next few moments, we're going to take you to where you are, to where God wants you to be. Ultimately, fulfill your destiny. Thank you to all the new listeners. It was like, couldn't keep this secret any longer, guys. You're in. Um, I want to talk today about overcoming disappointment. Disappointment on the road to your destiny is, you know, not doom and gloom. It's inevitable. Things happen in this world, man. You step out, you try to believe God, you take risks, and sometimes it just doesn't work. But it's important how we handle disappointment, how we handle the frustration sometimes that come with life, you know? I see a lot of people, a lot of pastors, a lot of worship leaders, they get to a point where they just think, I wish it was different by now. I wish it was a little different. I wish I was doing this by now. And it's like, first of all, we gotta realize it's God's timeline, not ours. Like the Lord is doing something so amazing right now and you've got to be locked into it. Dis- look, the measuring stick for what God wants to do in your future, in and through your life, can't be the limitations that you've seen in the past. There has to be a way of believing. I talked to a, a young entrepreneur recently and he said, you know, in my life I've taken risks. I've spent 100K believing God for stuff and it never panned out. But guess what? He did the he did the next 100k and he made a million dollars. But why? Why was it? He didn't have that. It was his last 100k. Why did he invest it? Why did he believe? Why did he start a business? Because he just believed that God had something greater for him. Don't ignore the feeling you feel in your heart, man. Don't ignore the dreamer. Like most adults, bro, they stop dreaming. Literally, as I'm talking to you, like as I'm filming, I was supposed to be in in Europe and my flight got delayed. I'm literally at the church. I'm looking outside my office and I'm looking at my son and his friend doing a lemonade stand. Literally 50 cents to people walking by and they're selling cups of lemonade and people are chucking them $20. Like that's insane, right? You want to do a lemonade stand. But you know what that is? That's a childlike faith, guys. They literally believe that they're entrepreneurs and they tithe and they give and they trust God and they want more and they invest and they're learning about expenses and they're 10 years old. But that 10 year old doesn't know he can't be a multimillionaire. That 10 year old doesn't know that he can't just fund the nations. You know you can't because of disappointment. But when you're a child, you just believe. And the truth is, a lot of us need to dream again. A lot of us need to become children. That's why when they were arguing over who can be the greatest in the kingdom, Jesus pulled a child out. And he said, unless you change and become like children, you're not fit for the kingdom. Think about it. Why? Because children just believe. Children stand in a place where they just have an awe of God and anything's possible. Like that's the power of childlike faith. And so, you know, I just feel the Lord saying, try again, believe again begin again. You know, just don't allow trauma and disappointment to reign in your heart because God has so much more for you than you could ever ask or imagine. And disappointment will rob you of that. Think about it. In relationships, in churches, you know how many people that are not in church because they were disappointed? They've been hurt. They've been let down. A pastor did something wrong. Man, pick a number. Oh, my preacher ran off and did something questionable. Yeah, unfortunately, lots are. It doesn't mean there's not a real place of holy men of God. It doesn't mean that there's not a healthy place for you to live. Like, just believe. How many people do I know got prophetic words about writing books and they just haven't done it? Why? Because when you did a few chapters, you got disappointed. That's why. Do you know how many people feel that way? 
And so I'm telling you today, it's time to dream. It's time to step out and believe for something greater than you could have ever imagined. Like anything is possible on the other side of fear. It reminds me of the elephants. The show elephants, they like, first of all, elephants, man, they weigh tons, right? Three, two to 4,000 pounds, probably more. And the crazy thing about these elephants is when they're babies, they want to get in their head. And this is true. They'll chain the elephant to like a stake in the ground. Well, as a baby elephant, they're not that smart. So they try to move, they can't move. They're not that strong yet. They're not full elephants yet. And they just start to believe in their mind that they can't do it. And you wanna know what happens? When they get older, they get bigger. It's not chains in concrete. Straight up, a huge elephant, you'll see them. They're chained to a stick in the ground. Why? Because the minute you break their mind, the minute you put enough disappointment on them, they'll start to believe they can't do anything. And that elephant, as you know, could rip that thing out the ground they don't even try anymore. Why? Just like believers, man, you stop trying. You stop writing. You stop dreaming. You stopped hoping. You stopped believing. When really there was so much more that God had for you, but you just settled for a life underneath where you were supposed to be. It's purpose. We were meant to live with purpose. I told you, my mother, she worked her whole life, 42 years, man, at Electric Boat in Groton, Connecticut, General Dynamics. And there was something about the number 65. I still don't get it. Maybe because that's when America says you can get social security. I don't know. She wanted so bad to live to 65. She wanted so bad to, I mean, sorry, retire before 65. And so what she did is at 63, she retired. Everyone's high-fiving her. Everyone's like, you're amazing. Oh, wow. I remember she got to the house and I love my mom more than anything. She got a little watch. She got a little plaque and she's home now, 63 years old. Think about how young that is, 63. And day one, I'm like, what are you doing today, mom? Uh, I'm just gonna have a, I'm gonna have a chill day at the house. I'm just gonna watch some TV, do some laundry. Oh, that's awesome, mom. Great, came back the next day. Would well, you wanna go to church today? No, what are you gonna do? Oh, I'm just gonna stay around the house, do this and that, garden. Monday, Tuesday, what did you do? Just watched Regis, uh, I watched Kelly and Michael. I'm like, what? And I literally, with full love in my heart, said, Ma, do you want to live? Do you wanna live? I said, because you worked for 42 years, giving your all. And I'm gonna just say it straight up, New England is a hard 42 years, man. That's like shoveling ice 42 years. Worked really hard. And I said, at this rate, even Dr. Oz said, if you give your heart a reason to beat, it will. You're giving your heart less of a reason to beat. Purpose, purpose, purpose-driven life. That is why you're on this earth, it's purpose. And I told my mom, I flat out, I said, if you don't make some changes, you won't be here another 10 years, you won't. There's a reason people in New York City live longer than everywhere else. They're driven. There's a reason that I buried, unfortunately, three moms in their 70s in the last uh, year in Connecticut. But yet I'm on the beach down here with these old ladies thinking they're earthing by taking off their shoes. They're living to be 100 walking on the beach. What is it, guys? It's purpose. It's purpose. It's waking up every day and loving your life and living for something greater than yourself. That's what we're here for. And so I'm going to tell you right now, God has so much greater for you than you could ever imagine, but you've got to overcome disappointment. You need to forgive. You need to believe. You need to pick yourself back up. You see it with Tiger Woods. You see it with Ronda Rousey, right? Incredible people that we, you know, kind of are connected to personally. These people are changing the world, but that chick was fighting three times a year. 
championship bouts, Ronda Rousey. Man, I'm pretty sure there wasn't a man that could beat her up three times a year, and then she got beat one time. And that one time got her, right? She still could kill anybody, but when you lose and you take some hits and you mentally get hit, it's hard to overcome, man. And I see that with people of God. I see that with Christians. I see that with preachers. You have a, you know, you get disappointed. You stepped out and it didn't work. You thought you were going to go for it and it didn't happen. And then you just start to live underneath, man. You just start to live underneath. I remember one time a pastor pointed below him after a prayer meeting at the sanctuary. And he said to me, do you know how many people below me have a call of God to do something great for the Lord and they're doing anything? I was floored. These people are called by God to do great things and they're doing nothing for the kingdom. It's crazy to me. And so you've got to ask yourself today, right? Let's go ahead and call this Wisdom Wednesdays, friends. It's time to give you some wisdom today. And the wisdom is you better start. You better start. You better step out. You better believe again. You better dream again. Like you better renovate that house. You better take a new job. You better start something new. You better design a course. You do better do something in your life. Start a ministry, plan a church, pick up an instrument, do something to evolve yourself, to stretch yourself, do something today to make a difference in your life. Cause most people, you cannot live the same life 70 years in a row and say you have an abundant life. Woo! You can't live the same day every day. You can't. When I was in Connecticut, I loved sunrises. Oh man, I do. And it happens early too. When I was in Connecticut recently, I was up at like five, four. I think that's where I started waking up early. You know, people are, oh, you're a morning person. You wake up early. I was just beating the sunrise, right? You already win if you beat the sun. And then I moved to Florida and you didn't get sunrises, right? Our sunrises are late, but we got sunsets, right? Eight, what, almost nine o'clock now. We get sunsets. And the crazy thing is I need, I love, I try to go almost every night. It's like our Spanish siesta, bro, or siesta. Come eight o'clock, we all show up. Just spend an hour together watching the sun, catching up on the day. Why? Because you better give yourself a reason to live. Because out of this busy day, you just run up, look at your cell phone. You got to focus, man. You got to reset. You got to thank God. You got to recharge. Let's go. The next day is about to start. I want to get recharged, refueled. I want to feel God's presence and go. My point is you can be so busy not accomplishing anything. These are the most ineffective, busy people I've ever seen on earth. And so today, take inventory, take note, dream again, write down what you would do if you knew you wouldn't fail. Pick that up, get that hobby, learn a new skill, figure out the internet, do something different, man. Go live, do something different to let people know. Do something in your life to take the step into forever for you. Finish that book, write that chapter. Be diligent. The Bible says diligent hands rule. A lot of y'all aren't living lives that are ruling right now. You're being ruled by life. Diligent hands will rule. Laziness ends in slave labor. It's time to dream again.